I wish you a happy birthday. I wish you a Merry Christmas. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Easter. Happy Mother's Day and Father's Day and all of the other things uh, that have become very commercial days of our years where we need to give people gifts. And giving is a really interesting topic that uh, people ask me questions about every day or have a little whinge and moan and complain about every day because it seems to be that we live in a world where this statement happens. I do all the giving and the people in my life do all the taking. Or I'm giving, 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 giving to other people and nobody's giving back to me. Or I'm giving, 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 giving and I need to find time for me. A lot of people share with me that they don't exercise because they're giving to their family and they're giving to their job and they're giving to their church and they haven't got time to give back to themselves. Well, here's a really interesting thing to consider to start with. When you travel on a plane, uh, they have an emergency uh, drill at the start, as you know, and they always share with us that in the uh, rare case of an emergency, that an oxygen mask will fall out of the ceiling of the plane, and you need to get yourself breathing first before you can give to other people. Before you can help other people, you have to be looking after you first, because if you're dead, you can't help other people. So could it be a really good idea to get a headspace wrapped around, if I'm not looking after me, how could I possibly look after anybody else? For me to be a great mum, do I need to look after me so that I can look after my kids? Now, I'm very careful with that question because I'm not a mum. But I have a lot of people in my life that I treat as my family, as my as my children, and I'm very aware that if I'm going to give to them effectively, I have to look after me first. So I'm the person that uh, I don't go out into the world until I've exercised, until I've, I'm hydrated, I've eaten great food, I've uh, done all of my motivation, my goals, my, my, what I'm thankful for, what I'm looking forward to, all the things that add value to my life. I do all of those first before I go out to give to the world because I never want to be in that position where I feel uh, mistreated or uncomfortable about all the giving that I'm doing, but I haven't looked after myself first. So there's a great place to start. The second thing that's really interesting about giving is do, why do we give? And I'm standing out here in the, one of the most beautiful places for me from a gift-giving point of view because this is Cayman's outdoor training area, which I created from scratch. When we started, it was just a flat piece of yucky old dirt, and now it's a magnificent place for him to train. I'm also creating a golf course, just a fun one. Uh, he loves to play golf, and I've created uh, three browns, as I call them, because uh, they won't be green. Uh, and it's been a gift that I can give to my husband. But isn't it interesting that the major benefit for this gift won't be for Cayman? I'm sure he'll love it and he'll appreciate playing on his golf course and training on his outdoor training area or in his outdoor training area. But the pleasure has been all mine. It's a very selfish gift that I've created because, yes, it's a gift for my husband, but I've got the benefit from it. I've, been, I've worked really hard. I've got fresh air and sunshine. I've had this headspace of, isn't this awesome that I can create something for the person in my life that I love the most? And isn't it interesting that when we give, there's a massive return to us? So if, we, if we're sharing to ourselves or, or with other people, I give, give, give and get nothing back in return, maybe something to consider is the reason why I'm giving. If I'm giving so that I get something back in return, 
Now, we're all human, of course, so I'll use the example. If I were to create a beautiful outdoor training area in a golf course for my husband and he didn't say thank you or he wasn't appreciative of it or he didn't uh, say, wow, you're amazing, uh, uh, that would probably be complicated to deal with. Uh, we, it seems that when we give, we expect something in return. And maybe that's from the people that we love and care about. What I have learnt the hard way, and but has been a very special gift given to me, was, Rowie, if you really want to be a giving person, aim to give anonymously so that you're not giving for the reason of, I want something back in return. Now, I think with your own family and friends, there's a, there would be a high expectation that if you do something special for somebody that you love and care about, they would appreciate that. Now, if they don't, that could be a really good uh, revelation of the kind of person they are. So if you keep giving and giving and giving and you get nothing back in return, not even a thank you or I really appreciate you, they might be the people that you might uh, choose to invest or waste less time with, not go as often, not stay as long, or just not have them in your life. Because obviously, if somebody loves you, if they care about you, and you do something special for them, or you buy them a special gift, or you are a giving person to them, there would be an expectation that they would be nice to you back, be kind to you back, be respectful to you in return. And if they're not, great people to not have in your life. But if we're giving to the world and we're expecting something in return, and I've been brought up with a whole heap of those uh, common quotes where if you do enough for other people, uh, your life will be fantastic. Or if you help enough other people achieve their goals, you'll achieve your goals. Or if you give, 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 you'll always get more back in return. And I'm not sure that that's a good headspace. Uh, and that's just a thing I'm going to lay out there. If we're doing stuff to get something back in return, so I'm going to do this so my boss is nice to me, or I'm going to go the extra mile so, so I get paid more, or I'm going to do, and here's a great question, how do I treat the people who can't do anything for me? Am I still a giving person? Am I still kind? Am I still respectful of the people that don't give me anything back in return? And that's a really interesting thought space to consider, which is why when it was shared with me very uh, almost aggressively, Rowie, if you expect something back in return from the world, this was the quote and I love it. Uh, the world doesn't owe you a living. It was here first. <laughs> people don't owe you anything. If if people are thankful and grateful for what you do, fantastic. But if you're giving, if you're doing, if you're putting stuff out into the world, expecting the world to give you something back in return, you probably pro will probably be very disappointed. And I was for a very long time. because I, And I think the headspace was that I did stuff because I wanted something in return. I analysed that for a while because I've given some fairly major things in my life to an, a fairly large number of people. And it, just from an interesting personal experience point of view, one of the things that I really wanted to give uh, or reasons I wanted to give was to thank people for what they had done for me or for their extra mile effort or because they were a great part of the team or they worked really hard or I felt they were adding value to the organisation or the business that I was working with. And it was interesting because often I would give very large gifts or large amounts of money or special, very special gifts. I've, and just to rattle off a few so you know what I'm talking about, uh, we would send people on overseas holidays, we would buy them cars, we would buy them brand new clothes, we would buy them designer handbags. I really wanted to share with the people in my life uh, the, the success that I was achieving, I wanted to share it with the people in my life. 
And there's two things I learned from that experience. One is that if you give very large gifts to people who think that they don't deserve it, and there's two reasons why they might not deserve it. They don't think that they're good enough for such a beautiful thing, or you're rewarding them for something that they didn't actually do. And they're the two things that I've I've had to find out pretty quickly, that some people are very uncomfortable with being given a, a big gift because they just think, well, that's not me. And I'll use an example for that. Uh, I've uh, I had a goal from a very young, well, was not a very young girl. I had a picture of a Lamborghini on my wall and I always wanted to have a Lamborghini. But when it came down to my first prestige car and I had an opportunity, one of my clients was a car dealer and he bought me a BMW to test drive. And at the time I was driving, I think a Mitsubishi uh, something. And I had an opportunity to drive this beautiful prestige car And I couldn't do it because I didn't feel like I deserved such a beautiful car. Interesting headspace. Uh, What I did learn from that day forward, however, is if you want to achieve things, you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. So uh, we ended up purchasing that car and uh, it it changed my headspace. So what I'm sharing with you, I, I do have an understanding of not feeling deserving of something. But how do you change that? You've got to put yourself into that uncomfortable situation. Uh, the next part of that, though, is something that I don't understand, but it was very obvious to me in many situations where we would buy gifts for people, big gifts, and they were very uncomfortable with those gifts. And not long after that, they would either resign or leave the organisation, uh, or they got all bitter and twisted. And what I found out from that, uh, that was revealed to me in the future, was that the people that I was rewarding for doing great things weren't actually doing great things. And one example was a a person that we bought a very large uh, gift for, and it turns out that she was stealing from the organisation. So she was obviously, it turned out she became very uncomfortable with the things that she was stealing, uh, because she was stealing a large amount of money. Uh, But we we didn't know that, and we rewarded her for being a high performer, and actually she wasn't. And that was very uncomfortable for her. So that's where I had to really analyse my whole giving headspace. Uh, and this is, uh, I talked to some people who understand behavioural science. I talked to some people who understand psychology and psychiatry, some neuroscientists. And that's where that very harsh suggestion came from. Don't give to expect something in return. Give anonymously so that the person that you're giving to doesn't even know who gave to them. You can still appreciate the, the, the beautiful feeling you get from giving, but you're not expecting appreciation in return. And that was a very special change of headspace for me. And particularly because uh, the professional speaking that I do is always as a gift, uh, but not a gift to the organisation that I'm speaking for. It's always a gift for my charities, the, my causes, the, the, the places where I like to invest my money. And I ask the organisation when I go to do professional speaking, please make a donation to this charity, to this organisation, to my personal cause, but in your name. I don't want them to know that it came from me because I give anonymously. Now, I'm just sharing that with you because it was an interesting headspace because I don't ever want to be the person that says... And to me, it sounds a little bit victim mentality, and I never want to be a victim, which is I give, 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 and I don't get anything in return. I hear employees say this a lot. I do all the work and the boss makes all the money. 
Well, my suggestion, and I don't like to, to give people advice ever, but if you're ever in that situation where you think you're doing all the work and somebody else is making all the money and they're not looking after you, could that be a good reason to resign? You don't have to work for people like that. Uh, and if you do work for people like that, should it be a good idea to expect that that's what's happening rather than whinge, moan and complain about it? Because it's it's a tough call. If, you're, if you think you're doing all the work and not making the money, uh, then why would you put up with that? My suggestion is consider that you should perhaps change that situation. So why do you give is the number one question. So if you, if you feel that you have to give, and I'll use another example, I've had some people in my life where they felt very, uh, it was their duty to give. So if it was Christmas, I have to buy Christmas presents. If it's somebody's birthday, I have to buy them a birthday present. If it's Mother's Day, you have to buy a present. Uh, it's my duty to do that. And I always ask, do you give for pleasure? Or do you give because you have to? You give because it's the right time of the year or you give because everybody else is giving. So do you enjoy Christmas shopping for Christmas presents or is it a pain in your backside? Do you love buying somebody a special birthday gift or has it become really annoying to try and find the right present for somebody? Uh, and it's interesting, again, as a, as a fun side note, uh, we often hear when it comes to gift giving, it's the thought that counts. It is. So how about give it some thought? <laughs> uh, if somebody doesn't drink alcohol, don't buy them wine. If somebody doesn't go to the movies, don't buy them movie tickets. If somebody doesn't have a dog, don't buy them a gift for their dog. I know that sounds like common sense, but it seems that, well, I have to give a gift, so I'll go buy something, and if they don't use it, bad luck. Well, give it some thought. And it's an interesting thing for me because a lot of people say, oh, we, can't, we don't know what to buy, Rowie. She's got everything. And there's two things there. One is I've got always got four beautiful dogs or more, and I love it when people buy gifts for my dogs. Just you know, a small bag of doggy treats, and I don't care if it's just a single bone. But when somebody thinks about my dogs, I think that's the, for me that's the most beautiful gift you could possibly give me. I love that. Uh, and when it comes to the thought that counts, find out what people like. So I always use the example: I love flowers but I hate cut flowers that you've got to put in a vase because I hate, I can smell it now. I hate that smell when the flowers have been in there for a couple of days and then you have to clean out this dirty water and clean the vase and I just hate that. So if you, if you, if you know people like me, rather than buy them a bunch of flowers that they have to put in, in some water, and I was taught that at school in etiquette class, is when you go into somebody's house, never take cut flowers because the person that's preparing dinner or, or has invited you to their home is going to be busy. Uh, don't give them an extra job of, of putting flowers in a vase. Just an interesting side note. Uh, but I'll give you, uh, this is for me, one of the special memories of my life. One of our coaches at Max, uh, he died of testicular cancer. Uh, he was my personal exercise coach for quite a while and he knew that I didn't like cut flowers. So one of the most special gifts he ever bought me was a, a bunch of wooden yellow tulips because yellow tulips are my favourite flowers. And they were bright yellow. They didn't die, of course, because they were made of wood. I moved them to several different houses. And the only reason that I don't have them anymore is in one of those moves that the, the, what they were wrapped up in, they got broken. Uh, but it was a very special gift for, for two reasons. One, because it came from a special person. But it, it had a thought attached to it. I know that Rowie doesn't like cut flowers. I know that she loves yellow tulips, so I'm going to buy her something that will add value to her life. It's the thought that counts, so give it some thought. So that's an interesting thing to consider about giving. 
So the question is, do you give because you have to or because you want to? And I'd love to give you another example of that. I, w- I, bo- I was brought up in a household uh, where my father hated commercialism. Uh, it's, a, it's a whole other story, but my father was a Catholic priest in the Vatican in Rome where commercialism and doing the right thing at the right time and a whole heap of stories about uh, exchange of money for goods, it was part of his life. So when he had a family, and that's a whole other story, uh, he decided that commercialism was never going to be for him. So our house, when I was growing up, we never had Christmas. There was never birthday celebrations or birthday parties. There was no Mother's Day or Father's Day. There was definitely not Easter. He hated Easter and Christmas. Uh, and it was it was a, it was interesting uh, because obviously the rest of the world, Rowie, when's your birthday? And Rowie, what did you get for Christmas? And and Rowie, did you buy your mum a Mother's Day present? Well, at our house, that was all a, that was a no go. Uh, but here's what my father did in return, and this is a very special story. I came home from school one afternoon, and I had been learning the piano, and my father bought me a brand new piano. Uh, he ended up going from being a Catholic priest in the Vatican in Rome uh, to being a builder, and a, a very successful builder. And out of one of those uh, sales of a home, he bought me a beautiful brand new piano. And it, I said to my father, what is this for? What is this gift for? And he just looked me in the eye, gave, then gave me a big cuddle, and he said, because I love you. I'm buying you this beautiful gift because I love you. And it wasn't my birthday, and it wasn't Christmas, and it wasn't for no other reason than I love you. And I'm sharing that with you, a little bit teary actually, (laughs) Uh, because isn't that the reason we give? Because we love somebody, because we want to give, not because we have to, not because we want something in return, not because we're going to whinge, moan and complain because the person who we gave something to didn't appreciate it, but we just give because it's who we are, because we're a giving person or we give because we love the person that we're giving to. And couldn't it be, or wouldn't it be great if it was a combination of both? I'm a giving person who loves to give. And I want to give to the people that I love for no other reason than I love them. Now, oh, I've got a bee. Woohoo. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Bee. Oh, probably not good to have bees in your hair. Oh, there you go. He's gone now. Woohoo. So, uh, oh, is he? Maybe not. Oh, <laughs> he wants to give me his love, this Mr. B. Isn't that awesome? Just as a very fun side note, uh, I saw an email just recently of uh, if the world didn't have bees, would be in really, really bad shape. So the world with only bees looks amazing. Uh, if we didn't have humans, uh, the, what the world or what humans do to the world is really scary. So if we had no bees, the world would look terrible. If we had no humans, the world would look amazing. So it's an interesting thing, this beautiful bees giving to, my, to our world, not just to me today. Thank you, Mr. B. So my father taught me, to be a giving person for no reason than I love you. And he also taught me or passionately shared with me that when I did find my life partner, it should be somebody that has a great sense of humor and somebody that's really smart. They were the two criteria that he told me that I should look out for. So I met K-Man, who's one of the funniest men I know. He's got the best sense of humor and he's really smart. So I feel like I've made my father very proud. They never met each other, but <laughs> I certainly have married the most gorgeous man. But here's something that they have in common. And again, I'd love to share another beautiful story. Uh, it was a thankful day Thursday afternoon. Came in and I had just been grocery shopping and we were unpacking the shopping. We we're living on the Gold Coast in Australia at the time. 
And as we were unpacking the shopping, came and said to me, uh, I've bought some carrots. And uh, that was quite interesting for me because I'd been shopping with him and didn't see him buy carrots. And we don't buy carrots at our house. I don't particularly like them and I definitely don't like cooked carrots. So it's not something that we ever have in our fridge, carrots. Anyway, so he pulled out of his pocket this beautiful box and in the box was a beautiful diamond and uh, a beautiful diamond ring. And I'm sharing that with you because it was the same story as my father. I said, what is this for? And he said, because I love you. Now, it was, there were significant number of carrots in that diamond ring, which was gorgeous. It wasn't my birthday. It wasn't our anniversary. It wasn't Christmas. It was just a thankful day Thursday afternoon. And my husband shared with me that he loved me. And that was one of the ways he was showing me that he loved me. Which brings me to my very next suggestion and idea, and and I hope that uh, this adds value to your life as it did to mine. There's a book called The Five Love Languages, and it's a psychologist committed to the way people communicate with each other effectively. And he suggests that based on his experience, we all have different love languages. The way we like to be spoken to or have somebody tell us that they love us is different. So the way we like to be given love, and this is where the giving part comes in. So if you want to give your partner a gift, it could be that they want money. It could be that they want an actual bought gift but it could be that they want your time. It could be that they want a written note. It could be that they want you to do something and that it's called acts of service. So it's not that I want you to buy me a gift, but if you wash the car or vacuum the floor or, or clean the windows, that to me is the ultimate gift. Uh, and I think it's really important that if we really love somebody or we really want to communicate effectively with people and we want to give, then we need to give in their language, not in our language which is why if you love to drink wine and you buy somebody a bottle of wine, that's talking to them in your language because you'd like to get a bottle of wine. And for me, that's one of the most disrespectful laws of the world. Uh, and you hear it all the time. It's called the golden the golden rule, I think. Do unto others as you'd like done unto you. Well, I think that's rude and disrespectful because what I like and what I want somebody to give to me is different than what you like and what you want to be given. Shouldn't we use the platinum rule, which I I don't know if I made it up or I heard it somewhere, but this is how I live my life. Do unto others as they would like to be done unto them. (laughs) So how about we ask, if I'm going to give you a gift, is it going to be a beautiful gift that you're going to appreciate for the rest of your life? And what would that be? Or is it that you want me to come and look after the kids for an hour so that you can go for a walk? Or is it that you would love a handwritten note with the hundred things that I love about you? And one of the most precious gifts that my husband has ever given me, I have a book and it's literally written on the front, the hundred things I love about you, written in his handwriting. And it's a hundred pages of the hundred things that I love about you. Can I suggest that if somebody loves written words as a gift, that is a magnificent thing to give them. I also think that when you've you've found a hundred things that you love about somebody that you must have a very special relationship and that could be a special gift just to consider anyway. So what do, why do you give? What are you giving for? Is it for your benefit or is it for the other person's benefit or a combination of both? If you're going to give, could it be a good idea not to expect anything in return? Uh, anonymously to the rest of the world is a really nice way to do that because you know that you're not, you're not going to get anything return, in return because people don't know 
who who gave it to them. I have another very cool story. We were uh, in in America and we'd walked past a homeless guy a couple of nights sleeping on the side of the road when we walked home from dinner. And uh, we have a thing at our house where every year we take something out of our wardrobe that's really special to us, really important to us, and we give it away. So favourite article of clothing so that we don't get attached to things. And at the time, came in and had a, a pair of Ferrari shoes. I think they were Puma Ferrari shoes, and he loved those shoes. They are his favourite shoes. Uh, so the next night, uh, we popped those shoes next to the homeless man while he was sleeping, with a, just with a little note next to it to say, enjoy these shoes. And uh, he'll never know who gave him those shoes. Uh, we got major benefit out of that gift, of course, and that's my point. When, you, when you're a giving person and you love to give, the, you'll still get the benefit of giving anonym, anonymously. It'll still make you feel awesome, but it means that you n- you're never expecting anything in return, which means you can never get disappointed if the person doesn't appreciate what you're giving them. So here's a special suggestion. Ask yourself if you're going to be, if you're going to give, am I giving because I have to or because I want to? Am I giving because I'm a giving person or because it's my duty to give? Do I love buying Christmas presents or do I hate it? Uh, do I love uh, finding the perfect gift for somebody for their birthday or is it a pain in my backside? And how many times in my life could I give without a reason? And would the people in my life appreciate it if I give them a gift for no reason except that I love you. Just some things to consider so that if you've ever heard yourself say, I do all the giving and I get nothing in return or I do all the work and they earn all the money or I'm giving, giving, giving and getting nothing in return, uh, could it be a much healthier headspace? Could it be a kinder, nicer headspace for yourself, being kind to yourself to say, this is who I am. I am a giving person. I'm going to give every day to whoever is important to me or whatever is important to me, but I'm not going to expect anything in return. Just some things to consider so that you can live your life to the max. My name's Rowie. Thank you for coming to Romax. Uh, I'm here every day. This is my giving. But interestingly, I will be here whether you're here or not. I will keep giving regardless because one of the special gifts, again, that I was given is that, Rowie, even if nobody shows up, if you're chatting and you've got a, a, a gift, a, a message to give to the world, even if nobody hears it, you'll hear it. So I'm here for lots of reasons. I hope that what I've got to share in Romax adds value to your life. And as I always share, there's four things that I'm aiming for every day. How to be healthy, fit and strong for the rest of your life and help the people in your life to be healthy, fit and strong. How to have a career or business that you love that is successful and profitable. How to be financially free so you don't have to ever be worried about money. And how to have great people in your life. That's the purpose that I'm here. But obviously the person who hears this message is me. Whether you're here or not, I always hear this message. I'm aiming to add value to everybody else's life that listens, aiming to add value to your life if you're listening. But ultimately, I get to hear it again. So I get to plan it in my head. I get to hear it. I get to watch it and see it and hear it again because obviously I do a sound check and I do a a video check. So I'm constantly putting great information into my head. So there's a win-win for everybody. But of course, the biggest win comes to me. And interestingly, isn't that what giving is all about? It's beautiful to give, but what kind of person do we become and what kind of person do we feel we are if we're giving for the right reasons and how does it make us feel? 
So please, yes, live your life to the max every single day. Woohoo! I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a happy birthday. I wish you a happy, sunny, beautiful day every day because the sun is always shining above the clouds. Woohoo!